fam, we're live. How's Shit. it going? My hair might be bigger than yours. <laughs> There's crazy product in it. Look, Alex. I know how we roll. I know how we roll. Damn, that's too much, bro. <laughs> I know how we roll. What do you mean? The last show, the last show we did, you came out with a whole plate of weed. You never even offered me a hit. You pulled out all your weed. You dumped it wasn't it out that on much. Plate. It was just grounded up. It was just grounded up. And you were just like, yeah, rolling one right in front of me. And I was like a dog salivating. <sighs> I got my own bag and my own plate. Caleb, say hello to the man. Hello, the man. Fight, fight, win streak. <laughs> On his way to the top. Alex Caceres, this is uh, Caleb Beaver. We call him Steve Beaver. Um, How's it going? He's our, he's our fellow medic from the Air Force. Love this guy. <coughs> if you need anything from him, just holler. He's hiding in the back. <coughs> All right. Dude, good to see you again. How are you too, man? How's he been? Good. I, I remembered I last... Uh, I, I'm a, I'm a big fruit tree guy too. I'm like you. I, if I can get a hold of it, I'm planting it in the ground. My nothing's better. I don't know if you like going to the nursery, but I'm like, it's oh like yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's dope, right? Let me see if I can uh, hold up one second. How do I? Is there a way I can turn my camera around? I don't. Uh, is you're are you on your phone? Yeah, oh, it doesn't matter. Look, check it out. Oh. So yeah, like, yeah. If you can see, I have like a whole bunch of fruit trees in the back in this little backyard. Yeah. I got those bananas growing right there. Are you dying to get a place? Uh, is, do you own that place? Uh, um, yeah, I'm a, I got a mortgage here right now. Oh. The, wh wh uh, why aren't you putting those things in the ground? Why, why in pots? Um, I have them in just because um, there's not a lot of space here, and I don't want like, um, like root restrictions, basically. So like, if I plant them too close together, some of them might not fruit because they're in competition with each other. Understood. So um, when I do get more land, because I am looking for another place with a with with a, hopefully an acre, I'm looking in fucking Miami. It's difficult, but to get an acre out here would be beautiful. Then I can start planting everything. Hey, um, I had this. I have this. I have this house. I don't live there anymore, but I got this uh, 800 square foot house on a 2,000 square foot lot in Berkeley. Kind of small. Yeah. But um, I I, I planted uh, 22. Fruit trees, blueberry bushes, and grapevines on it, and I just and and it's it's dope. It, I mean, it's and, and I rent it out now, and people think they're in paradise. And then this current house I'm in, I own this house in Santa Cruz, California, and I'm like three miles from the beach. It, probably very similar weather to where you're at. Probably just like ten degrees colder and not as much humidity. And um, uh, I planted a hundred fruit trees here on a half acre. So, and, and my parents thought I was crazy, but my thought was this, uh, um, I could always cut them down in 10 years. I could always cut some down, but in 10 years, I can't say, I, I'm never going to say I planted too many, right? Yeah. They start getting crowded. I'm going to be like, well, then you got to go, but man, they take so long to fruit and get maturation that I'm like, I'm just planting everything. Yeah, man, you got it. And, and it's, it's free food. And the, like but going back to what you're saying, like, why people like always find themselves to be in paradise when they're surrounded by the basic necessities of life. That's what truly makes you happy. It's yeah. not more of a thing that makes you happy. It's right. just everything in its place that makes you happy. So if you have clothes on your back and you have shelter, uh, somewhere warm to stay and food and water readily available, that's it. You're your most happiest, you know, like for example, take a person out in the forest, butt naked, it's raining and he's cold. 
You know, he's at his most lowest. He's hungry and he's tired. He has he is most lowest um, point of his life. But if uh, if he sees a log cabin and a person at the doorway with a warm fire beckoning him to come in with warm food and everything, that's it. He's at his happiest that he can be. So more of that is not going to make you happier. You know, it's just being alive and being alive in a good place or well-being, so to speak, is going to make you happy. And I, I feel people lose a sight of that. So we're always trying to, you know, fill in those voids with more things that don't necessarily matter. Okay, I got a really hard question for you. But first, I'm going to give you an, an easy one, too. Or a, a th- first, I'm going to give you a thought, and then I got a really hard question for you. There's this, there's this hierarchy of shit we need. Like, you, you got to breathe, then you got to eat, and then there's fucking and shelter. And, like, those can interchange, right? Like, I was homeless yeah. for a while, and sometimes, like, like, those can interchange. But if you get anything caught up in this hierarchy, let's say you got breathing, then heroin, then, then uh, food. Oh, is this? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look, Caleb. Damn, Caleb. Okay, so down on the bottom, you got air, you got air, uh, water, food, shelter, sleep, clothing. Yeah, reproduction. Sometimes reproduction can, I, I would move it up like even before like food or like right after food. But if something gets in that mix, like heroin or alcohol or I don't know, they I, they say people could be addicted to pornography or social media. I don't, I can't oh, yeah. fathom that. But then I, yeah, your shit's um, all fucked up, well, right? Think about it. If you can't fathom that, like, think yeah. about it. Like, before social media and all that bullshit, think about the, the the lengths and the extents that people went to to better their opinions that others had of them. Give me give me an example. You, you Oh, you mean, like, buy fancy cars or, like, buy exactly. a suit or, like, some exactly. shit like that? So, like, th- this was going on before social media. Social media just put it out there in the open. It aired out people's dirty laundry, yeah. so to speak. I only, I only use social media to try to, I I use social media as a way to like, I wonder if you use it like this too. I use it just only to further my agenda. So like look for UFC fighters, look for authors of my favorite books, slide into their DMS, get them to come on my podcast. Like for me, social media is just a, um, it's like a, it's like the most amazing tool ever. Honestly, I use it. Um, it's cool to discover stuff on social media, but for the, the most, I just use it to communicate with people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And thank God for people like me that you do that. But but you wouldn't. Um. You don't follow any sites that have like uh, like like rare fruit trees or. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like for information and research. Yeah. I love social media for that because like you can find like I I love like just like reading up different um philosophies that um people will post up and then I'll lead me to go search for the person who wrote this book and then actually buy the book and read the book. So yeah, I love it for. Because the connectivity that it provides, that's what I love about it. Um, for those of you who are tuning in, Alex Caceres, uh, I couldn't find any current information on it. But as of a year ago, I think he was in the top five longest tenured UFC fighters, which is just fascinating. And, uh, I think I'm in the top two now. You are at the top two? Probably. I, I, I think there's maybe one more person, and I think he's already retired, so I'm just going to keep on going. Yeah, and it's nuts. And um, like the like we saw last night, the great Jorge Masvidal. Um, there are these fighters that have this um, uh, skill set, longevity, uh, charisma. I, I don't, I don't know how shit. I don't know what the what the elements are. I'm just making that up. But that that the fans keep loving and that they just stay around forever. But on top of that, Alex is on a five fight win streak, which is 
in this game, for people who don't watch fighting, every fight is like the Super Bowl for fighters. There's no homeostasis. It's not like basketball. You can lose a game and come back the next week. Like this fucking show is for real. There's like so I'm, much. I'm ahead. glad you mentioned that too, man. It's just uh, yeah. like, the, the, that's, I guess that's what some people don't understand. It's like, yeah, like none of these fights are skirmishes, you know, none of these yeah. fights are like, <laughs> yeah. And, and when you get in there, it's like, you always have that possibility of getting up higher or starting back from zero again. And yeah, man, it's crazy. You can go on a three fight win streak, lose one. It doesn't matter. You're back to zero again. And then you have to go back again and do it again and do it again. And sometimes, man, it it, it racks your head, dude. You just just trying to get back in there sometimes, just trying to bring yourself to do it. And when you're already there, just realizing and trying to accept the fact that I can start from zero again, you know? Yeah. Or yeah. less than that. It's know? like a fu- it's like that fucked up game when you played as a kid, Mario Brothers, and like you get all the way to that spot where you just need to get past that spot. So you don't have to go all the way back and, and you spend like two days and you just, it, you do the same sequence 3000 times. Cause you can't get over that one hop and they send you all the way back to the beginning. Except for, except, except in the UFC, you never, well, well, I mean, I guess they're like, it's not necessarily true. I mean, like if you, if I'm on a five fight win streak, I, I suppose, you know, if, like losing one, you know, I'm not going to go all the way down in the rankings. You know, it'll be right. easier to build myself back up, of course, depending on how, you know, you perform, I would say that night as well. And there's always the chance that you could get a last minute call. Like, so like Jorge lost last night, but like, I still think like everyone would pay to see him fight like anyone again. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, he's the man. He- and, sa- and same with Colby. He lost those two fights to Usman, but no one's like, Hey, I don't want to see Colby anymore. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think anybody doesn't want to see fights, doesn't not want to see fights anymore. I mean, um, truth in point, like that's what people are really there to see. But I guess, you know, they can hype it up however they need to, or sometimes it's how it happens naturally. But I don't know, at least for me, man, it's just about just fighting, just doing it. Okay, here comes the hard question. Go ahead. There is this... I, so I had AJ Fletcher on yesterday. AJ Fletcher's a, a nine and Oak guy. He, he's having his UFC debut. Um, he won the contender series like yourself and he is um, having his debut next week. He's in 171 pound class. And we talked about like having goals about like wanting to be the champion. Right. Yeah. And, and I don't want to put words in your mouth. Feel free to unfuck me, but yours is more like your philosophy is, I feel like more like my philosophy you have, you have a certain habit. You don't have goals. You have habits. And because you have habits, your life moves forward. And you keep adjusting your habits to get better and better as you get older and order, older so that your life gets better and better kind of. You know what I mean? You, yeah. You, I like and, the way you put that, yeah. And, well, I, I learned it from a guest I had one time. They were talking about – I was um, – all these people are like, like Tony Robbins, you have to have goals and you have to have goals. And I'm like, fuck, I live this amazing life and I have no goals. What the fuck's going on? And my guest is like, do you have good habits? And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm addicted to refining my habits. I'm addicted to like, one of my habits is refining my habits. Well, that's what I say. Like I say, like my goal is just to get better as a human being every day. Like that's like, there is, is a general goal. I mean, you can still say it's a goal, but like, it's not something that you think about every day. You just constantly try and get better and anything that you do, you want to be better at talking. You want to be better at walking. You want to be more balanced. You just want to be more clear headed. I want to be able to breathe better. I want to learn how to breathe better every day. Yes. I, yes. I, there's, there's always room for improvement. And so, yeah, I get, um, 
my goal is to be a good human being. And that, and that's a lot deeper than a lot of people would understand when you tell them that. I hear you. AJ proposed, and this kind of freaked me out. Um, uh, my words, not his, I'm paraphrasing that, that basically I'm being a pussy <laughs> that I, that I'm, that I'm afraid to put words on what I really want. Like I should just say it. What do you want? Well, I think that if Joe Rogan and Howard Stern fucked and had a kid, that's me. And I'm the greatest fucking person who's ever stood in front of a microphone. <laughs> oh shit. I said it. You know what I mean? Like, like maybe like, I mean, you're, you're on a five fight win streak. Maybe you're just, maybe you just are afraid of really how good you are and you don't want to project into the future. You, well, like, uh, like what if you already walked around like you were the champion? I mean, shit, maybe you do. I don't know. Well, like, uh, like the thing is like, to, to, but to be honest, like, you know, like I, I want, I, I want to put my, I wanted to put myself there or I thought I wanted to put myself there in that mindset. And I tried, yeah, yeah. I tried and it, and, it, and it felt good and it was great, but you know, like, it's like goals, honestly, like, like, like goals in, in that situation, fighting in the UFC and um, becoming champion in the UFC. Those are very nice like things. And I hold on to them. They're, they're, they're nice to like look forward to, you know, that it may happen. But honestly, the only thing that drives me is like fury. You know, there is no it, it's I can't put a finger on it, you know, but it's like a fire that, you know, that I want to bathe in in that sense. You know, and I just need to do it. There is, uh, I, I want to see what I, I just want to see what I can do in that general aspect of fighting. It, um, will you look up the word fury for me, Caleb? So, so I pushed back on AJ and I was like, I was like, well, fuck you. What, like, what, what, like I, I, I took it to where you took it. Like, Hey man, I'm really happy just sitting in front of a fire with my kids, reading them a book. Like I don't need fancy shit. And he's like, you want to get to the top so you can help more people. So like you can buy more nights. So like uh, wild or violent anger, a violence or energy displayed in natural phenomena or in someone's actions. Wow, that is you. You are a fucking avalanche. You are a natural phenomenon of violence, Alex. That is, that's awesome. But, is, is that but, what you but, meant by fury? Yeah, and I and I apply it not only just in fighting, but also in you know anything that I do. Like I take it very not seriously, but like, just very, I guess, like, you know, like I, I really do it hard. Like I play hard in whatever I do. And I enjoy that. Like, that's where I find myself to like, have the best time is in crisis situations. You know, like I flourish in that, like just being the eye of the storm, just being calm in everything wild around me. And uh I, I don't know. It's just, I just, it's like, it's like going on a, I'm sorry. Like it's going on like on an no, trip or an ayahuasca trip or something like that. Yeah. It's like, it's like, fuck, I want to just see it again. And there's no, there's no motivation for it. Like, like, Oh, I'm going to be champion. I understand that that's possible to be champion and everything. And don't get me wrong. I want to beat everybody they put in front of me because I want to see what I think I see, you know, I guess projecting the future and I see myself as being the best that I can be and the best that I can be, I think is the best. So I want to try and be that. Yeah. I want to, I want to just fill in my, I guess my own form that I know is there. That's all. And whether that um, says that I'm champion or not, or whether that says I'm fighting some underground world champion somewhere like across the, <laughs> across the sea or something like that. That's it. It doesn't matter where I just want to be the strongest that I can be. I want to be able to punch down trees and, and kick down pillars if I can. Like, that's what I'm looking for. 
Yeah. And you, and not only do you say that here on this podcast, but you present yourself that way too. Like I see that, like when I dig through your Instagram, like that's who you are. Like you're consistent. You, you know what I mean? There, It's like, sometimes, sometimes you'll see like this, this, sorry to pick on women. You'll see this girl on Instagram. She's got the huge fake titties and she's barely dressed in her last thousand posts. And she's like, how come no one likes me for who I am? I'm like, well, you're, you're, you're not, no one has a chance to know you for who you are. They just like you because of that sweet ass and those titties, uh, which is kind of who you are. Um, um, the, the, um, what was the name of your gym? The, the something Lotus. What what's the name of your gym? The Hidden Lotus. The Hidden Lotus. And how is that going? You were. I think you were just opening. Were you just opening that last time I spoke to you? Yeah. I'm sorry. I gotta. Nah, take, take the camera up. Okay, there we it's, go. It's our world. It's our world. You fuck around with whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. We were just opening up. It's going good right now. You know, we're increasing the students and the wellness center is also doing well. Wad Zombie says, which girl is that specifically? You know which girl. There's three th- three million of them. Go go scroll around on, on Instagram. Did you see what this motherfucker posted about me, Caleb, on his Instagram account? This Wad Zombie goofball. Will you pull that up and show Alex? <laughs> this motherfucker. This guy has a meme account. And uh, and I um I used to work at CrossFit Inc. I was an executive over there. I, I ran the entire media department over there. In, in in the corporate goofball world, they call that the chief marketing officer. And then the boss sold the company. The owner of CrossFit sold the company, and the new guys bought it. One of the first things they did is put in a DEI council. And I make fun of the DEI council all the time. I think it's a joke. So this guy posted this: CrossFit was always diverse. It has women. That's the guy on the left. Disabled Uh people. He's making fun of my boss because my boss had polio and got a limp. Mexicans. That's Dave Castro. He's Mexican dude. And then a homeless guy because he's talking about me. (laughs) Damn. Why you go? Damn. And you know what's funny is when I did have my hair like that, some of my good friends would tell me straight up, "Hey, uh, you look homeless." (laughs) Well, I mean, I, I, I'm. Beards were cool back in the day. You weren't homeless, man. If you had a big, glorious beard, I, I, I wish I can grow a beard, man. This is, it's horrible. I I've been, what's the longest you've grown that? What's, what, what, what happens if you just let that go, come out naturally? It never I connects. You- I, I can't connect here and it doesn't grow on the cheeks. It just grows here and just the little chin and mustache. Can you, um, can, Caleb, can you show him Josh, uh, bridges? One of my friends can't gr- grow a beard either, but he let it grow really long. And this is what it looks like. And it's, I think it's pretty, I think it's pretty cool. He looks like, uh, like captain Morgan. His name's Josh bridges. Yeah. That's why I think I'll have like that kind of beard. If I just keep growing it. Yeah. I guess I'll that, try it out. Yeah. That could kind of fit your, that could kind of, uh, Oh, did he trim it up? Oh yeah. He, it looks like maybe he trimmed. That's it. That dude yeah. doesn't shave. That's his shit. That's pretty amazing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I got that natural divide in the middle as well. Do you lift any weights, Alex? Yeah, I lift all the time. I try to lift. As, uh, I like to do um, most of the Olympic lifts, like squats, um, overhead press, and um, deadlifts, and sometimes straight back rolls, bent over rolls, bench press. I, I, I lift a variety of weights. And and do you do it because you like it or you think it helps your uh your fighting or both? Both, both. Um um I definitely feel like you know we we go against a lot of strenuous stuff in 
in what we do as martial artists. So lifting weights definitely can benefit you. I know it strengthens your bones as well as when you get older. So it's good to have pressure, to apply pressure sometimes. What about the mace? You ever thought about the mace? The mace? Yeah, will, will you show him the mace? I had this guy on the other day. His name's the Flowing Dutchman. He's a dude out of uh, the Netherlands. And uh, he's in India right now. And basically the mace, it's, it's that long stick with the ball on the end. Okay. And you swing it around like this and shit, and then you catch it up here in the middle. It just, it, for some reason, it's just one of the, and, and I guess it's a big uh, training implement in India for wrestling. And I don't know how good their wrestling team is, so I don't know if that's indicative of, Let's see if we can find. Oh, uh, no, not that. Do you do kettlebells? Oh, there it is. Yeah, I do kettlebells. Uh oh, keep going. Oh, is, keep going. Find oh, one where he's swinging yeah. that shit. Oh, yeah, these things. Yeah, I guess it could help you work out, you know, I'm swinging heavy shit around. I just think that this is like the kind of thing you'd be doing. You got the, you got the, you got a place with the word lotus in it. You smoke weed. Your your um you your your presence and your in your in your your presence. Like, I, mean, I, I try new stuff, but you know I usually do shit that I know works. And I uh, um mostly what I just train by simulating fights. That's what I mostly do. I mean, I do supplement um, weight training and um, sprints and different types of cardio and stuff like that. But for the most part, when I get in the gym. We're either doing heavy sparring or light sparring or situational sparring from different situations and trying to simulate the fight as much as possible. Um, do you ever do that? Uh, that Greg Glassman, the, the founder of CrossFit, made a workout and he called it Fight Gone Bad. And he made it for BJ Penn. He used to train uh, BJ Penn. <laughs> and and do, you, do you ever do that with cardio? Like so around around those five minutes. So you'll do like one minute of burpees, then one minute shouldered overhead, then one minute of rowing, and then just in, clump it all together like that. So it's just five minutes of intense cardio. So it kind of mimics the maybe. Yeah, sometimes the, I do like those type of like hit workouts, you know, where – I would, you know, keep doing it for like switching every minute or every two minutes, depending on how long I want to go. You know, um, sometimes I, yeah, um, I do it with, with the situational drills as well. Like, for instance, um, we can start, I'll have like three people that will do like a round robin on me if I need to train for a fight. And one person will start standing up with me, bam, 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 for like a minute and a half or two minutes. Once that time is up, um, I go to the floor, the other person starts on top of me. He starts going at me for like a minute or so. Then when that minute is up um, for 30 seconds, I might have the guys back. And then that 30 seconds up, then I'm on top of the wall, you know, just switching it up and just con constantly keeping you guessing and doing stuff like that. So, yeah, we do similar stuff like that. But I mean, if you do it simulating fights, I feel like it's better because that's what you do. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I totally agree. How is your cardio? How is your metabolic conditioning? I feel my cardio is really good. I don't feel like I get tired too much. Does smoking you know? weed fuck with that at all? No, I don't think so. And it hasn't. So, yeah, I was smoking weed before the fight in uh, Vegas, um, the last fight. So, like, 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 literally before the fight, like minutes like the, before. Not minutes before. No, no, no. Like the hour day before? before. The, the day, day before. before. Yeah, yeah. You can't smoke the day of. You can't. No, no, they won't. No, the that will be too high. You know, it couldn't fuck with you, I guess. They're afraid that if you get hurt or some shit like that. Hey, so do you make sure you you never spar high also? 
No, I spar high all the time. Yeah, that's interesting because that doesn't fuck with you. That that that's not like um, like you should be training in the same mindset that that you're going to get into the ring. There's no thought well, process. When, well, when you're in a when you're fighting, and the mindset's the same, high or not, you know. Um, I'm just a little bit more relaxed, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you know? and um, I'm just focused on the fight. Um, I guess you can say your reaction time. I wouldn't, I don't even think my reaction time is slow or anything like that. I'm, I don't know. I do it just fine. I never notice a difference or in my mindset, I sparred sober before. Sometimes I'll be sober with stress on my mind and I'll be distracted more than when I'm just high. Yeah. So like, it's just, it, it states of mind change, man. So you can always decide what state of mind you want to be in. Your body can be in another state completely. Have you ever had a fight? Um, where you thought that this could be your last fight in the UFC? Yeah, you did. And, yeah. and, and go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, nothing, nothing. Um. So, because I'm I'm looking here, and you've was that when you lost three in a row? Yep. And after you lost that fight to Francisco Rivera, did you? That was all. Oh, damn, that was in 2015. Um. So, did you think that maybe you could be cut right there? Oh yeah. Uh. Obviously, yeah, we called um, we called uh, everybody and says, hey, man, you know, like, I understand I lost and stuff. And, you know, if you need to cut me, you got to cut me. But, you know, I would like to try again. And they said, no, we're not going to cut you. Uh, we, uh, no, we like the way you fight. Just come back. Damn. So you, so your manager was proactive about it? Uh, yeah, yeah. My manager was proactive about it. You still have the same manager? Yep. Um, do people avoid talking to you about your current success? Like they think it would jinx you or are there people around you starting like me who are like, holy shit, this is fucking crazy. He's got this crazy win streak. He's got the, he's the longest dude in the UFC. Like what is going on over here? Um, I don't know. I haven't really talked. I don't really talk to too many people all the time. You know, my, my teammates are excited and, you know, my wife's excited. My family and friends are excited. Um, but no, it's never, I don't know. It's normal. If that's what it feels like, I don't know. Um, um, Jorge, you, you, I know Jorge's a guy you, you you have in your in your phone contacts, but you're not you don't normally watch the fights. But how about last night? Did you watch Jorge? No, I didn't watch the fights. Um, I just uh, I know I'll hear about him later on. Um, I heard he did good, and you know I heard it went all the way to decision, which is good. You know, um, but yeah, got edged out, I guess. He looked. He looked better standing up. I, well, they both look good. I, I think clearly, if it was going to stay standing, Jorge would have won, and, and Colby made sure it, it didn't stay standing. And of course, they both both their engines looked insane. So, I I enjoyed it. It's actually it was actually kind of hard. I mean, I know you know. Do you know? I know you know um, Jorge, and you sparred with him. But do you know also know Colby? No, no. Um, when your friends fight, is it hard to watch? Have you had friends fight, and you're like, oh, yeah, this sucks. Yeah. I don't like to, I don't like to watch um, friends fight. I don't like to watch fighting. Period. But I don't. Yeah, I don't like to watch friends fight. Why don't you like to watch fighting? Period. It. I don't know. Like sports don't interest me. Like I, I like to. Like I watch. I, I don't know. I like to watch fights. No, don't get me wrong. Like I like watching it. Like I like, of course, martial art movies and stuff like that. And every once in a while, I like to watch fights. But it's not something that I'm like. It, it doesn't call to me like, oh, I need to watch fights and stuff like that. Like if it's on, it's on. Or if I'm at a place and they put it on, then okay, I'll watch it. But I'm not like looking to watch it, I guess. 
what what were you doing last night be- between seven and, and and oh no for you that would be even later the fights don't start till 10 on the east coast huh what were you yeah. doing at 10 o'clock last night sleep yeah <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> i was asleep at nine i believe <laughs> um this guy this guy uh sudik youssef are, are is, is are you excited about him like or do you get excited about your opponents I'm excited about the fight. You know, I don't, I don't necessarily get excited about the opponent. You know, I respect the opponent. I understand that they're that like, they're uh, really good fighters, you know, and they're tough, you know, and of course I watch their fights and try to understand what, what they do and how they do it. But I, I can't say like, I see a person and it's like, Oh, it's exciting to me. It's just, you know, the fight's exciting. You know, the fact that I'm going to go there and do it again and that it's a different problem that I'm going to have to encounter and try and solve. This guy, Bruce Wayne, is saying that the fights on the East Coast didn't start until 1215. That's crazy. Wow. Damn. Damn, damn, damn. Um, uh, th- those backyard situations that you've been in from your early days when you were fighting, when I watch those, those stress me the fuck out. Like, like you're fighting dudes and like you guys start to fall out of bounds and dudes are pushing you in and it's like, um, and there's so many guys there and it just, it just seems so dangerous to me. Like anything could break out at any moment. Are those when you're there, what do those seem less safe than the UFC fights or more safe? Or is maybe safe not the right word? You can choose any. I don't know what the right word is. I don't mean to. I I never thought about it, man. It's just honestly like. I'm a fighter and they said, you got to fight over here and, and stuff. I just showed up and to fight and I just never looked, I never really looked that deep into it. I like, and, and to me, I guess it just looked normal. I'm from Miami. So, you I mean, know, there, there, there's gotta be dudes in there who are packing like lots of, dudes, of course, right? of like course. a gunfight could break out in there. I, yeah, I guess, man, if people um, took it too far, but I mean, everybody looked like they were enjoying themselves, betting money and enjoying the little cookout that they had, you know, they had barbecue and stuff. So, Everybody was eating. The cops were like, you know, being security for the whole event and everything. So there were there were cops at those events. Yeah. Yeah, man, they it's a it's better to, I guess, make sure everybody is safe with rather than arrest everybody because everybody's going to show up anyway. So they couldn't stop it. Damn, I I um. I went to one time I was in Miami and I went to uh, Rick Ross's house. He, we did some filming over there and he was doing a CrossFit workout and we hung out there for a few hours and everywhere he fucking walked around in his house, he carried a gun with him. So <laughs> even, even when we went in the backyard and he was working out, he, he, he would set a gun down. Like, like he, he had this, uh, this AstroTurf in his backyard where he did the workouts and then just yeah. like 15 feet away from him, he sets his gun down. I was like, I, I couldn't tell if it was for, image or if it was like hey there there's like a serious threat or or i guess there's three things is it a serious threat is it his own paranoia or and he was he was high as fuck that's for sure (laughs) and um i actually smoked with him now that i think about it i think that's That's the only time i smoked in the last 20 years wow um and uh oh yeah it's a trip do you do you do you have a gun yeah i have guns do you hunt no they're just in case guns yeah, yeah. Justin, yeah. I have Justin case guns too. What do you think about um this the what, did you end up getting vaccinated, Alex? Nope. 
It, it, would you go um, if if you had to go overseas? Would you do it? Um, like to like for a fight? No, I mean I think you can just get tested like three days before, and then if you could before you come back, you got to get tested three days before you come back as well. I I uh, I don't know. I think if you go to Europe, you got to get the shot. Like Cody Durden's going to London to fight in a couple weeks, and I was listening oh, to wow. some of his interviews, and you got to get the shot. I asked AJ Fletcher that yesterday. I said, "Hey, would you? T- I wouldn't take the shot to f- for any reason. Like that's one of the reasons I have a gun. If someone comes to my house and they're like, you got to take the shot, I'm like, well, you got to take this gun.' Well, I mean, um, I mean, if I because I, I I might have to go to Europe for a grappling tournament thing, and um. The only thing that I can, um, I guess, uh, be rest assured is that my wife is a doctor, so she can check the ingredients of the vaccines that we're taking and see if it has any unnecessary harmful ingredients. So, um, if 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 uh, that if worse comes to worse, I can probably, you know, rest assured, be rest assured about that. So your 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 wife will do the the, the background check for you. Yeah. Hey Caleb, I got a I got a story for you. Caleb's in the Air Force. Caleb, one of my friends who's in the uh, in the military, he said that when they they told him he had to get the shot, he just walked in the room and he just told the doctor shoot it on the floor. Which I think is a funny thing. It's like something my wife would say to me, "Don't get me pregnant, shoot it on the floor." But um uh, <laughs> Like, can you do that, Caleb? I know you're in the Air Force right now. Be careful what you know. say. But can, can what if Alex just went to the doctor and just told the doctor, just like you know, went in there, like you know, yeah, all man. gangster, yeah. and was like, "Yo, motherfucker, shoot that shit on the floor." Well, the thing is, like, it's not even the doctors giving the vaccines anymore. It's just like technicians or like medics, like me. Yeah. Like so, I mean, if you're if you're friends with somebody, I could imagine you just like ask them, and then they just give you the paperwork. Yeah. yeah man, give me the shot. I've never I've never heard it happen before, but You never heard you never heard those uh, that story before? No, yeah, I've heard, of, I I know people have been like getting the pet, like the little papers and they're just like like faking them, but I've, I haven't heard anybody do that. Awesome. Yeah, l- I forgot well, I could do that. <laughs> just just tell the doctor shoot that shit on the floor. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Um I'm good friends with lots of doctors. <laughs> yeah. That's helpful, right? It's kind of nice. I uh, there was a lady in our area, a doctor who was giving the giving the vax cards out, and then she would give you some pills that were like the holistic, I guess, uh, um, vaccine, like in these little like Chinese medicine pills. But and it was like seven hundred bucks. And I know a guy who did it for his family. I don't want to say his name. <clears throat> and uh, and she got arrested by the FBI and taken away. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Hey, isn't that isn't that kind of an ass backwards world? You're faking. The, it used to be like when we were kids, you you were you were trying to like hide that you took the drugs. Now you're trying to hide. Now you're trying to hide that you didn't take the drugs. <laughs> it's also super weird that like people wouldn't want to try to find an alternative, like because you know, I mean, you could look at any sort of injury or illness and say, okay, well, here's like how people normally treat it or how people normally fix it. But there are other, there's other options that are not as prominent or not as not, not used as frequently that you could try as well. And well, there are just, no one wants to talk about it. That's what I'm saying. Exercise, stop eating sugar, ivermectin. There's all that shit. Well, I mean, I mean, but yeah, but it also gets ridiculous when it's, I mean, fuck, they blew it out of proportion. I feel 
Oh, you mean the whole pandemic? Yeah, though it's oh. just, it's not a pan. It's not really. No, like, it's not like, even obesity a pandemic. is a pandemic. You know, yes. diabetes is a pandemic. Um, it's I don't know. But hey, dude. Yeah. Hey, dude. You're you're. Uh, uh, I'm reading this book by a guy named Patrick Bed David. It's called Your Next Five Moves, and he says one of the biggest mistakes like business people make is that they address the symptoms instead of the issue. And you you nailed it, right? It, totally, Alex. The 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 issue isn't. Um, uh, coronavirus the issue is that there's a, that's the sim, that's the um that's the symptom that's that's what's happening because we have fat people because people eat like shit the actual issue is you're right there is no there is no fucking pandemic there's there's a chronic disease epidemic of obesity i was in the army and as long as you had someone that you know really good as a medic you're good <laughs> shoot that shit on the floor yeah, there's it's <laughs> hey, it's 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 what's crazy is it's it's everything, right? Like 80, 90 percent of all the ailments are because people treat themselves their bodies like shit. Well, yeah, and it's also is is it's a very unnatural society that we live in, you know. It's it it also fucks with your psyche constantly day in and day out, and that yeah. brings your mood down. And when you bring your mood down, that means you have low or chemical imbalances in your brain and body, therefore, you know, your performance of your cells and all that shit goes down as well. Yeah. 30 Twinkies a day and two Cokes a day and 30 Cokes a day doesn't help either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's the worst shit you eat? Alex? Um, like what's something you eat that's like a guilty pleasure? I guess like vegan fast food. <laughs> oh, yeah. What is that? Yeah, what is vegan fast food? Like well, gummies? Like, no, like like certain like 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 certain um food chains that came out with like vegan um how would you say like hamburgers? I forget. I think it's like Burger King or McDonald's or something like that. Or KFC came out with vegan chicken nuggets. They did. Yeah. Hey, you know, I've only eaten at KFC once in my life and it was probably some of the best food I ever had. Like tasting. Like I was like, Oh, no wonder people eat this. This shit's just fucking incredible. It put, put butter on anything. <laughs> Do you ever like fry anything? Yeah. Yeah, fried tofu. You know, there's like different types of fried vegetables and stuff like that. I usually I like I like to air fry a lot of stuff. What's oh, that? Really? What's that? It's just frying it with no oil. Yeah, those are dope. How do you do that? Explain that to me. I don't know. My oven does it, so I just. Like <laughs> <laughs> hey, is it the same as dehydrating? Is that no. what it is? No. no, it's frying. It's literally like frying without the oil. I'm. I honestly have no idea how it works, but magic. Like, do you have like a ninja, like one of the ninja ones? No, nah, I have like a, my oven does it, man. Like I have like the Samsung oh, oven shit. and it does everything. A Samsung oven. Is it, I bet you it connects to your phone too, huh? Is it Samsung? I'm not even sure to be honest with you. I might be talking Bluetooth that shit right up. Yeah, it does. Well, no, the fridge. Th those does, are coffee but... makers. Those are coffee makers. <laughs> those are coffee makers. <laughs> Yeah, you just stick them in there and it like fries it, but you just don't use a, a ton of oil. I don't know. I've never understood it, but it's fucking hey, awesome. Hey, and that shit tastes good, Alex? Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. getting one air fryer. I'm going to look into So my neighbor, my neighbor, um, I want to go back to the vegan thing in a second too, but my neighbor has, I mean, I have a hundred fruit trees, but my neighbor has like a hundred fruit trees on like five acres right across the street from me that he, that he waters all the time, but he never picks the fruit. And he lets me and my kids there go and pick all the fruit. So there's millions of fucking oranges and apples and everything. So what I was thinking about doing is just going over there 
And I think you can even do this with oranges and just, just harvesting it and cutting them into thin slices and, um, uh, dehydrating all of it. Oh yeah. And just dehydrating all the fruit so that my kids could just eat it all year round if they need to as snacks. Yeah, for sure. All the apples, oranges. I think you can even dehydrate oranges, eat the peels, eat the whole fucking thing. Yeah, you can sun dry them and everything. Have you done that? Um, I've dehydrated stuff. I haven't sun dried them. I want to build sun dryers, you know. Like what is just, that? It's like a box with a glass cover so that the sun gets through and nothing else gets through. And then you just leave them in there and they sun dry. You can sun dry tomatoes, sun dry citruses. You can sun dry kiwis, whatever you Pers want. Persimmon. We got shitloads of persimmons. Do you have persimmon in Florida? Yeah, we got persimmons in Florida. Yeah, those are amazing. My, my wife loves them. Yeah. What is cute. that? What does it taste like? Um, it's like a really it's it's like a it's it's kind of like a really shitty apple if you pick it early, but but the <laughs> but it's awesome because the texture is amazing. It's so crunchy, and then if you put it if you let it go long enough, it turns to jelly. So you can even take an ass one that's like hard, put it in the freezer for twenty four hours, pull it out. And then it just everything turns in, inside that inside the skin turns into like a gelatinous goo, and you can like jello. You can, yeah, it's no like like jelly or jam. It's oh. crazy. This it? Yeah, those are it. Yeah, like those oh. bottom ones are really ripe, and those you can just rip off that top piece and just stuff that thing in your face and suck out the inside, or eat the whole thing. It looks They're like a so tomato. Good. Yeah, it tastes like a like a sweet tomato to me, I guess. Yeah, and and the wow. skin's bitter as shit. The skin is like feels like it's poisonous. Like you're like, oh yeah, no wonder you're wrapped in this. You don't want anyone eating you. <laughs> it's like it's like biting into a banana peel. You're like, hey, well, um, what do you think about the carn? Have you looked into the carnivore diet at all? No, I haven't looked into it. Um, I don't. <laughs> I mean, but I heard about it. Yeah, man, people are gonna do whatever they want to do, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've been. I, 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 a few years ago, um, did it for like a month so that I would stop eating sugar. I basically let, let stop eating added sugar. I basically told myself, okay, you can eat as much meat as you want. Um, but you just can't ever eat any added sugar. And I did it for a month and it worked. It was, it was, it was hard getting off of added sugar completely and refined carb. And I don't eat refined carbohydrates either. So I get all my carbohydrates probably a lot like you do from, you know, fruits and vegetables. Um, but, uh, but recently, this is going to freak you out, Alex. I've been getting into eating raw meat. And the, 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 the convention, so I'll go buy a pound of ground beef and my wife will blend it up in a blender with a, a third of a cube of butter. And then I'll smear it out onto a plate and put salt on it and then put a tiny bit of honey on it and then just eat it like a pie. You into it? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about what about or what about organ meat what you, you, what do you think about organ meat like they're saying like the, the the new guys on the block you know that the new hype is is that organ meat has all everything you could possibly want you know like the liver and the cock and balls and the heart and like just fucking eat the animal head to toe and you're good to go well i mean like the way i look at it and i'm just gonna let me see if i can just break it down yeah, go hard, go hard. Real quick. Um, yeah. Okay, so we become strong when we have to do the process, right? It's in the process is where we find ourselves, where we keep redefining ourselves, correct? So like when you're doing art, so to speak, it's just saying if you're like painting, 
it's not the finished product that defines you. It's the how you got there in that sense, which makes you more whole. So now when we're talking about nutrients or we're talking about gaining muscle or, or working out, right, or getting fit, you can get plastic surgery to look fit. But if you go through the process of working out for years and doing it properly, you'll get fit and it'll last longer and it's actually worth something. So now going back to eating, your digestive system, your whole, all your organs need to work out. They need to function properly every day in order to stay fit. The minute that they start walking on crutches, which is, I mean, not being, not um, pulling and synthesizing the nutrients that by themselves through nature, the way we're supposed to look at our digestive tract. I mean, oh, it's harder for us to uh, make these different proteins from plants. It's not harder for us. It's just that we have to actually work to do it. We need to get out in sunlight. We need to move around. We need to eat a different variety of things, but that's what keeps our gut healthy and fit and constantly working, you know? But if we want to start injecting ourselves full of uh, nutrients all the time, for instance, all the nutrients that you ever need, and you just keep injecting yourself and eating through a tube, look what happens to people that are in comas. They're getting all the nutrients they need, but they're not doing anything for it. They become mush. Your brain even becomes mush. They come out of it like not being able to, how would you say, work it anymore. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm following you. I, I was just thinking about like, like, like you're, are you, like harvesting, harvesting plants, needing the wide variety of plants, being outside, getting that total synthesis of what you need. But couldn't you do the same with animals? Like if you hunted animals? Well, the thing is, well, like when you're like when it, when it comes to the protein synthesis, you're already getting all the amino acids without having to synthesize them yourself. You know, we we have to pull different nutrients from different plants or seeds or legumes and roots, vegetables and stuff like that in order to synthesize and different minerals, these different hormones ourselves. <laughs> Because we can, our liver and um, our kidneys can produce and synthesize all these hormones ourselves, our thyroid and everything. But if we start um, eating, or like, uh, yeah, when you start uh, when you have people like that over supplement, they, they have weaker organs and they don't produce enough. So they have to eat supplement even more. And then even more is like, is like, if you wrap your hands all the time, you never work out with wrapping your hands, your bones get weaker. And your bones get weaker. And then you have to wrap your hands even more and even more before they break. But a person never wraps their hands tends to callous their hands a lot faster. And then they're a lot harder. They will break less often. So you think that, so, so do you think that maybe there's some truth to like that some, or some organ meat is like superfoods? Like, like you hear these stories of these tribes who like they'll take the liver out of an animal and like no one can even touch it with their hands. And it's like the superfood. It might be good. Look, 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 I'm not saying, look, it's definitely good in crisis situations. Like, for instance, when we look at tribal um, uh, uh, societies, like they're, they're going to mostly eat the, the plant life around them because it's the easiest thing to get and it's going to feed the most people. Right. It's not as dangerous as trying to fucking kill an elephant. Exactly. But in wintertime, back in the day when they didn't have agriculture, it's like, holy shit, we don't have any plants around. I guess we got to try and take down this motherfucking animal because we got no other way of getting sustenance. So it's great for crisis situations. You know, if you're depleted of nutrients and you need something to give you nutrients really fast, it's great for crisis situations. But for an everyday use, our digestive tract suffers. That's why you see people that eat red meat constantly end up with colon cancer. That's the first thing that fucking comes down on them, you know, or digestive problems because our colon is way too long. To digest Whoa. meat properly. Oh, oh, oh. If you look at a, if you look at all predators, 
all um, um, that, that eat meat, there is always short and smooth. We have a long and bumpy digestive tract. We have to, pro it, it's for us to digest and process um, greens mostly, you know, and get the most nutrients out of it, just like apes. Do you, do you know what a clam, do you know the term clamshell? Clamshell? Clam, like clamshell of greens. Um, have you heard that term? So, you know, the, you know, like there's that at Whole Foods, there's that whole wall of just plastic um, containers with greens in them. Yeah. Like I can uh, two or three times a week, I'll go and I'll grab one of those clamshells of greens. I, I, I like a mix of like arugula and spinach, but some, but if I, but if I just have to pick one, I pick arugula, but it's so fucking strong. But, and I sit in my car and I make base, golf balls with it and I, <laughs> and I just eat the whole clamshell probably like in five minutes. And, uh, and it's funny you say that about your colon because within minutes I'm dropping a deuce. It, well, it's, it's probably it's, sweeping, you know? It, I think, yeah, I think that there's literally just a tube that goes from my mouth, like into like a bucket that I, that's called my, that's my stomach, then straight to my asshole. Cause if I eat one of those, it just, it just flushes me. It's nuts. It's, it's absolutely nuts. It, it kind of goes along with what you're saying. It just well, scrapes no, the sides, it's, I it's, guess. It's, it's, it's so it's, fast. It's, it's a bitter. It's a bitter. And yeah, bitter. it's so bitter. Sometimes it's so yeah. bitter. I'm like, wow. I feel like and I'm things this with is that crazy. bitter quality um, activate the digestive tract. Oh. So it's not the, it's not the greens coming out of you. It's what you ate before. Holy shit. Hey, can Caleb, can you look that up? That I've never heard that. Guys, guys. Well, it, it, if you think about 49 it, like, minutes and 11 seconds, make this the Instagram clip. Bitters activate your digestive tract. What were you saying, Caleb? Sorry. I had no idea. Uh, like when you're fasting, like if you were to fast for like over yeah. 24 hours. Yeah, today's like, my fasting day. No, nothing today except black coffee. Right. So everything, like everything you're shitting out over the next 24 hours. Yeah. stuff that you've eaten over the past like week. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you've had like say if you had if you just drank a shitload of beer on like Thursday or Friday, like the next two days, you're gonna be shitting out like just massive carbs. Like that's why you end up having diarrhea for like two, three days of the next like after you've had like a serious like binge drinking or whatever. Like or if you had just like a really shitty, like high fat, high carbohydrate meal, like processed carbs and stuff like that. My uh, my son, it, my son, when he gets diarrhea, he freaks out. He's like, "I have diarrhea." I'm like, "So what?" <laughs> I, I I'm not a I, I never trip on my the only the, the I mean the, the ideal poop is is when you wipe and there's nothing there. Other than that, they're just all the same to me. But well, that's but, not but necessarily true, you know. Like probably not. It's probably not. I'm just yeah, saying yeah. in my head. Go ahead, yeah, go ahead. School me a little bit. School me a little bit, Alex. Your poop School can me. tell a lot about you, man. You know, like, like, like if it's floating or sinking to the bottom or if it's round or if it's like long, Well, they all should be just like, 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 like smooth ropes, kind of like, like pieces of rope, I yeah. guess, you know, other than that, if it's like not coming together, you're not getting enough fiber. You know, if, if it smells really bad, you're definitely eating too much toxins. You yeah. Know, my, it, you, so since I quit eating added sugar and refined carbohydrates, I don't think my, well, I, I don't think I've shit a smelly poop in over two years you know what else was crazy too i do you fast at all alex mm, i guess so yeah sometimes i every uh, how old are you again you're 33 yeah crazy what are, are you, i'm gonna switch off the poop here for a second um any any signs of you getting old no i don't feel that way i don't i mean no i don't not at all i felt like i had Worst injuries when I was younger. Yeah. And, you know, but I feel regular. 
when when I was 37, I started needing to. I never warmed up before I worked out, and then when I was 37, I was like, oh shit! Like like if I went out to the field to play frisbee with my kids or just like some shit like that. Around 37, I remember like, oh shit! I gotta warm up. Like I could warm just tell all the time, but you do. I don't feel like I have to warm up. Yeah, it's a good practice. So you don't really start go you when you when I say warm up, like I have to now at 49, I have to be sweating. Before, like, I start doing Olympic lifts. I have to oh, already man. be sweating. I just start sweating, like, in, like, two minutes, man. I sweat easy. And you're in Miami. That's why I want to live your life, the shirtless lifestyle. <laughs> it's good, right? Like, you could you could only wear shorts for, like, two weeks, right? What, in Miami? Yeah, just, like, you're, the kind of lifestyle you have. So, like, uh, when I, I interviewed Nicky Rodriguez, and every time I interview him, he doesn't have a shirt. He's in fucking Austin, Texas. Or whenever I interview, like, some surfers in Hawaii, oh, yeah. like, they're shirtless. And I'm like, this is the life. Or, like, Rich Froning over in Cookville, Tennessee, the dude always has his shirt off. Like, I, like, um, I went to uh, Cabo San Lucas one time with some friends for two weeks, and I just wore the same board shorts the entire time. Never underwear, never shoes, never fucking. And I was like, wow, this is – and that's you. Look at you. <laughs> I mean, you, do you ever like you never have to put a shirt on, huh? Um, I when I go to places and stuff, but for the most part, in my you know, outside or in my house around the neighborhood, no, man, it's good to enjoy the sun and the breeze. Why did you become vegan? What was the um? I w- I was vegan in college. One time, one time for three months, I only lived one summer. I made this promise to myself that I would only live off of fruit that I picked off of trees. In my town, that was fucking hard. That was hard. Um, you started eating some weird shit. Um, how how did you get on that path? Um, I just uh wanted at first, you know, we were trying to just finding different ways to um get down to one thirty five the for the first time, and I started doing research and started discovering some stuff, and you know, just tried it out, you know, and couldn't really. I don't know. I'm the type of person that if I see something and it works, you know, I'll go, I'll go with it until it stops working, I guess, but, or find better ways to make it work better in whatever. And I don't know. I, I just liked everything about it. I guess it just, it, it fit me. You know, I didn't trying to do the the least amount of impact and getting the most amount of output. Least amount of impact. And when you say impact, you mean damage to your own body, damage to the environment, da- Uh, Yeah, I feel like it's all, it's all your body, you know, if your environment, you're, you're, you're as going to be as good as your environment most of the time. You know, if you were, if you surround yourself with negativity and like a shitty environment with shitty food and like not good air quality or water quality. Yeah. Chances are you don't shine as good as you can, but if you go to a place where you can polish yourself off and be nice and refined and kind of relax where you can really open yourself up and shine as best you can, then yeah, I feel like your environment plays a big role. The environment that your head space is in and the environment that your physical space is in as well. Speaking of polishing yourself off, does that have any play in, in what you do? You have any like shit like that? Like um, before you uh, like a week before the fight, like no ejaculation or do you got any like stuff like that? Like no, I don't change anything, man. Um, to me, the fight is normal, man. Um, just another day i train every day um i'm ready to fight every day i'm always going to be in this type of shape every day it doesn't matter so to me it's it's a day in a it's a day in the life you know it's it's yeah more 
extravagant than sparring days, but just the same. I'm going to be just as tense. I'm going to want it just as more. I'm going to want to. I'm going to want to always do as as good as I can. Like I'm so, not going to hold back. Um. So the Alex Caceres I'm talking to you're. Feel free to choose any word you want. You're a fighter every day. You're yeah. either a sleeping fighter. Now there's a fighter in the garden. Here's a fighter um, uh, uh, washing his dog. Here's a fighter holding hands with his wife. Like you are, you are always the fighter. Martial artist, you know, a person Ma- that martial artist that lives by that lifestyle, you know, of martial arts or the martial art code, or even you can say a yogic code or a Vedic code and stuff like that. Like I want to. That's how I live my life. I want to be that type of discipline. Of course, I have my vices and. You know, I slip in um, every so often. I'm only human, but trying right. the best possible human I can be. But other than that, I just, that's what I do. So at any given day, if you, if they called me up, hey, Alex, you want to fight tomorrow? It, I, well, tomorrow, I'm like, they got to give me a couple of days. Well, not even, I'll probably, I'm pretty sure I'll make weight that day. <laughs> it's not, it's not, not that hard because I usually eat throughout weight cutting wheat anyway. So I don't never stop eating. Um, when you say the code of the fighter, what do you feel about um, a, uh, uh, after the fight is over? Is, th- is there some conduct that you have like like that you believe that should happen after the fight is over? Like you see you see some fighters will like go over and shake the other fighters hands or they'll do it like uh, uh, yesterday. Um, one, Not- two of the two of the fighters, Edson Barboza and, and Bryce, when they were done, they knelt, knelt down together and they prayed together. Like, do you have some sort of code of conduct after a fight? No, I, I, I don't think it matters. You know, I, I always shake the guy's hand, you know, um, no matter what, just because that's what I do. But I never really think into it. I don't think there should be anything if the guy wants to fucking raise his hand, jump on the fence, you know, stick his middle finger out. You know, that's his victory. That's what he has at the moment. That's his journey. That's what he needs to experience. Has anyone ever said anything like after a fight been like, fuck you, I knocked you the fuck out or fuck you, you're a cheater. Or like, have you like after the fight, do you ever, is any, anything that would be perceived as unsportsmanlike conduct? No, I never, oh. never had that from anybody. I, I asked because later on today we're having Cody Durden on. Okay. And, um, he, he, he's a, he's a fighter. Um, and, and uh, for what weight class is Cody? Maybe 135. 145. I um and at his last fight he fought a guy from China and after the fight was over he said I said um um I sent his ass packing back to China, and a bunch of people like jumped a bunch of fighters jumped on his ass and were saying that was racist and like I don't see anything racist about that at all like what if he would have said I sent I think there's some things that people are sensitive about China Jews black people but if he would have said I, I sent your ass packing back to Armenia I'm Armenian no one would have said it was racist right. Because it's like, or if he would have said, I sent your ass packing back to Miami, like if someone like, or like if let's say I beat up Caleb. Well, I yeah, said, I mean, well, like I, I, um, I see it as disrespectful maybe, but racist. I'm like, that's a stretch. Yeah. Like you the guys say, from China. Like, yeah, I would just say like, it's disrespectful that he sent his ass. I mean, it's not even disrespectful, man. He won the fight and yeah, he's from China. It's, it's not, um, he's, he doesn't say he hates Chinese people. No. I mean, unless he says he hates Chinese people and then, like, can't stand them, then, yeah, you can call them racist. But other than that, like, he's, yeah. Um, so, someone even, I guess people I, equated it to, like, go back to your own country. Yeah. You know, that's what they, that's, I guess, the vibe that they felt from it. Um, but whatever. Um, uh, when, last night, Colby Covington said something similar about Miami trash. Like, he's the king of Miami, I thought. 
Jorge Salsa from Miami. <laughs> uh, is Miami cool? It seems stressful to me. Is, do you like my like? It seems like it has good weather, good oceans, but like the people there kind of stress me out. Like I've been there probably yeah. like twenty times. It seems stressful. You're correct. Me. Yeah, it's like it's paradise, but the people suck in paradise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's like it's like that, and a lot of like Los Angeles is like that too. Los Angeles has gone to shit. Is, is everybody's just caught up, man? To be honest with you, I can charge my phone before I die. Hey, uh, uh, okay. Let me ask you this before you run away. Oh, two questions. This is an easy one. When you want, when you were in the Ultimate Fighter season twenty-seven, you were already in the UFC. And I, am, am I right? No. Oh, okay. Explain that to me. Explain what? Where am I wrong? Um, one second. Because it seems so weird to me that uh, I was looking at that and I'm like, so they pulled this guy from the, um. So maybe that is true. I asked someone, has anyone from the UFC ever been in the Ultimate Fighter? And someone said the only person is James Krause. But I'm over here like looking at your uh, sure dog, and I'm like, wait, this motherfucker was in the UFC. Tell me what I'm looking at that's wrong here. No, no, no. I wasn't in the UFC. Um, I got on the Ultimate Fighter first. And, and, and what year was that? 2010, I believe. Oh, I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> And then your first, and then your debut, you lost. Yeah. And you, man, dude, your career is crazy. And you, and you fought Sergio Pettis and won. Yeah. God, it's it's crazy. This these all the people you fought. Do you know all their names? No. They're just like they they kind of just like a dude you fought, and then they fade off into the background. Well, I, I mean, I mean, I recognize them if I see them again, I guess. But right. Uh, but um. I'm not, I'm just not into like following it, I guess. So I yeah. don't keep up with it. And um, sometimes I'll see fights and I'll see people that I fought before fighting. And I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll sit and watch because, yeah, I'm like, oh, I fought him before. Let me see how he does. Um, it, are, are any of your friends or your mom or your dad or your girlfriend just obsessed with your career? Like they know, like, is anyone of your friends like, oh, yeah, your third fight you won in, th in, in 38 seconds and your fifth fight uh, was the time that someone threw panties into the ring? And like, is there anyone in your life who's like just obsessed with your shit? Mm, I don't know. Uh, I I <laughs> they don't say. tell you. I couldn't say no. Uh, crypto. Are you doing any? Are you? You got any? 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 You, you jumping on the crypto train? No, no, no. I think I, I see it in your future. No, I mean, I just don't. Uh, like I don't know, man. I just my goal is I my also my goal is not to try and make tons of money. I just need to make enough. <laughs> my goal, my goal is for you. I. I'm gonna wish that you make tons of money. You're a well, good dude, and if you had tons of money, I think you would do good shit with it. You'd buy a lot of fruit trees. <laughs> Uh thank you. I'm pumped to see your fight. Thanks for being who you are. You are you're an incredible person, Alex. And I always enjoy talking with you. You'll go anywhere with me and uh and, and I appreciate it a lot. Well, thank you for having me on. And tell you tell your tell your girlfriend thanks for like, giving us uh wife, 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 wife. That's all the same thing to me. Sorry, wife. <laughs> uh tell your wife thank you for the hour and three minutes she lent you to us today. Oh, it's all good. She's in the class right now. All right. <laughs>